everyone, and welcome to the Receivable Savvy podcast. I'm Ernie Martin, founder and managing director of Receivable Savvy, where we provide research and best practice to help master the order to cash process. Today, we're speaking with Emmanuel Thirier, co-founder and chief operating officer with Amalto Technologies. And what we'll cover today is the three biggest challenges facing supplier organizations when it comes to interacting with their customers uh, around order to cash and invoice to cash. So, um, hi, Emmanuel, and welcome to the Receivable Savvy Podcast. Hello. Well, thanks a bunch for joining us. We, we really appreciate it. Uh, we know you're, you're, you're a very busy man and you've got a lot going on with, with the company. Um, but tell us a little bit about yourself and your role at Amalto. Well, first, I'm French, as you will uh, soon figure out <laughs> by my accent. Uh, I've been dealing with uh, B2B exchanges, order to cash, and procure to pay processes for, uh, well, like, say, 17 or 18 years now. So you can guess uh, how old I am. And uh, so I'm in charge of operations on Amalto. I'm one of the co-founders. Operations covers uh, pre-sales, so helping salespeople, you know, uh, selling all solutions to prospects, uh, solution delivery. So once uh, the sale is done, uh, it's actually implementing the solution per all clients' requirements. And uh, last is monitoring and support. As uh, once we've set up a solution, then we uh, monitor and support it, um, you know, as long as uh, as need as need be. So that's you know, kind of the three areas where my team, um, you know, brings uh, some value. And uh, so we have uh, ops people in France, in the U.S., in Canada, uh, and in Latin America as well. All right. Good. Good. Excellent. And uh, Malto was founded in uh, France uh, initially before moving part of its operation over to the U.S. Is that correct? That's correct. That was uh, like 12 plus years ago. Uh, we founded Amalto um, in, in Paris. And actually, we, like a year and a half after uh, founding Amalto, we opened uh, an office in the Bay Area, uh, as, as you know, any software company that would want to, to grow in the US. Uh, but eventually, we realized that uh, we had lots of clients in the oil and gas space. So we moved the, uh, the US. Uh, quarters from um, the Bay Area to Houston. And, and then a, f- a few years later, we opened a, an office in Calgary. That's the uh, the Canadian equivalent of, uh, of Houston, like the, uh, the the place to be when you're dealing with uh, uh, oil and gas, you know, companies. Right, right, exactly. And so, um, so Malto does, does a number of things around helping streamline um, supplier organizations, uh, a number of different different industries, including oil and gas. And so based on your experience working with uh, a number of companies over the last 12, 12 some odd years, what, what would you say are the three biggest challenges facing accounts receivable professionals or supplier organizations when they interact with their customers? Yeah, I, I, I'll answer your question, but but first, I, I guess you're. I, mean, I, I think you, you're right to mention that we're not solely focused on oil and gas. That's that's where I would say probably the majority of our clients, uh, you know, come from or 
uh, are from. But uh, if we look at like probably the top five uh, clients uh, of a model, probably three of them are not in the end gas space. So, so we we serve clients in in, in various industries, and so the, all the comments I, I'm going to do on you know challenges and everything else, right. they 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 are right and true for each and every company in in any space that deals with you know a large set of B2B clients. Right. And, and I will not talk about B2C, that's that's not our space, but we were, our clients are, in most cases, companies ranging from, say, a few, you know, say, half a billion to a few billion dollars. Mm -hmm. uh, so our clients are clients that are large enough and have, you know, enough transactions to justify willing to automate those transactions and, you know, getting rid of manual process. Uh, ma manual processes and manual entries and paper-based processes, but also in most cases, the very, very large companies like you know, uh, Fortune 100 or uh, 100, 500, they usually have their own uh, teams that help them and, and solutions that help them with B2B exchanges. So you know, we have a sweet spot for companies which are, again, you know, a few, say a few billion dollars um, uh, in terms of, of revenues and, and sales and and what we've seen you know with, with those uh, companies is they they all face the same challenge you know they uh, have to comply with the requirements of their clients because uh, when you're a supplier you know you're not the one dictating your roles uh, right. you have to comply with whatever your clients want you to do and when it comes to AR so uh, accounts receivable automation you have to deal with the diversity of requirements from your clients um, and that's that kind of diversity is, is both on the kind of formats they want to ex they, they expect from you you know right. so how do they expect their invoices to be sent to them and and when we talk about formats you know it may be standard formats like you know pydex in the oil and gas space but there are other side in the chemical industry and there are various other kinds of standards like EDIX12 uh, or you know any, any flavor of XML standards, UBL, CXML, XCBL. Um, mm -hmm. There are many of them. But even you know when we talk about standards, um, there are lots of variations within the same standards. So the you know the EDIX12 in, uh, invoice you send to a client may will most probably be different from another EDIX12 invoice will send to someone else. Uh, so value standards, value variation within standards, lots of proprietary formats, you know, ranging from any kind of CSV, text files, lots of Excel templates that you would be astonished as how many large companies, you know, they expect their uh, suppliers to send them invoices grouped in Excel templates and so on. So multiple template, multiple formats, multiple delivery methods, so you know, Again, SFTP, FTPS, RNIF, AS2, email, you know, the, the, the kind of transport protocol or communication protocol that your clients may be expecting from you is also very diverse. So that makes it a very complex word for companies, you know, since they, they need to be able to speak multiple languages, uh, multiple dialects, and, and be knowledgeable on multiple connectivity or transport protocols. And so, Challenge number one is that, that diversity, and where you need you know both to be fluent with multiple languages, multiple fluent with multiple connectivity protocols, and uh, so it, it makes it very complex for companies. Uh, on top of that, 
there also are a diversity of um, you know um, solutions out there, um, multiple AP portals or you know solution that your clients may may have implemented. So uh, it, it's time consuming because if you don't know how to speak the various languages, you have to go through manual processes. So it means that you have to have people that will log on portals and manually enter uh, your AR invoices to, to, on those portals. So it's time consuming. Um, it's error prone. So, you know, obviously when you rekey data, uh, it's quite likely that you, you will make, or you, your clerks will make errors and it's not scalable at all. So that, that's kind of a change. Number two is, you know, it's, if you have to rely on manual processes, uh, it will cost you money. Uh, you will have lots of disputes and errors. And, and in case your business grows, you'll have to grow the team. So, you know, the more business you do, the largest, you know, AR, clear team you need to have and, and and so you keep on spending money on that right. and and maybe the third kind of challenge uh, our clients may may uh, I mean may face before uh, you know joining and benefiting from our services is the lack of visibility so you know when when you when you go through those portals and you do everything manually you very often lack visibility on the status of your invoice because you know you will in enter your invoices on the portal and and then you know maybe forget about it or just wait mm-hmm. uh, or, or you need to access the portal again and check you know the sales of your invoice that's really not 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 great and uh obviously you know solutions like 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 the one we provide uh make make it much so much easier you know for uh organizations like you know those kind of clients we've discussed uh, large organizations to streamline those processes uh make sure that the invoices can be delivered in any format using any delivery method, you know, getting rid of all the manual entry processes and all the, the errors that go with it, right. uh, very scalable. And, and last uh, but not least, um, also once you're B2B connected to your clients, you know, is it directly or through perhaps marketplaces or AP solution providers, in most cases, you can also retrieve statuses from those platforms or systems. And so like, you know, technical statuses, Making sure that your universe has been successfully delivered to the, to the you know, target system, as well as functional uh, statuses, you know, knowing if your invoice is, is in the review process, has been approved or disputed, is in the payment schedule, has been paid, and so all those um, pieces of information you can bring them back to your uh, billing system or your ERP, so that your clerks they have the full visibility on where your universe stand and your collections team you know know exactly what the status of each invoice so you will gain in terms of visibility as well as dso because in case any of your invoice failed or was disputed at some stage you know it right away rather than waiting for you know after the invoice is is passed you and then you know making a call and learning that it was disputed so i mean if, if i summarize again so biggest challenges diversity of requirements from from customers uh, leading, if you don't, if you're not equipped to do that, you know, to uh, having a large team um, that handles manual processes and the lack of visibility. Okay, okay, and and those are those are that was a very good comprehensive answer. And I want to go back to um, the diversity of solutions challenge, especially around um, portals created by customer organizations for their suppliers. And so, 
and that also will, will bleed into the lack of visibility issue too. And so that's as as we've talked about before in previous conversations that we've had. Um, the the multitude of um, portals, supplier portals created by customers, uh, is is a primary pain point for suppliers because if they've got you know six to a dozen or more portals, it's very similar to you know, having six to twelve or more different bank accounts or or um, or entities where you've got to log in to a different entity or interface. Um, interact with that and their process and their format may be very different Then you've got to log out and then log into a different one who's have been invoices to get status, etc. And so how does for that for that second challenge diversity of solutions specifically around portals, how does a supplier begin to tackle that issue? Especially those who have six 12 or more portals that they must use because their, their clients have required them to do that. How, is, is there an answer? How can they start to tackle that to where they can begin to streamline their entire process? Does that even exist? Well, unfortunately, I, I, I think that, you know, if you don't choose the AR automation way, you know, if you do not decide at some stage that you want to fully streamline your process, you know, the, and, and, enable your invoices to go directly from your billing system or your ERP to your clients or whatever system they've chosen, uh, there is no magic answer. You know, you'll have to train your clerks or a subset of clerks on each portal, uh, you know, whenever someone is not there, you know, kind of sharing uh, logins and passwords. And, and so it's, 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 it's really a mess. I mean, it's really a mess if, if you really want to stick to manual processes and then doing manual entries on portals, it's, it's, it's highly time consuming um, and it's not efficient at all. So uh, definitely, you know, if, if, if you have to submit a substantial number of invoices to a, a large number of portals, um, I think, you know, automation is the right way to go. Okay. And when you say automation, um, because I know it, Amalto has an e-business cloud solution. And so automation, because again, suppliers are not going to be able to get away from using their customers' portals. So is there a, a way that suppliers can um, sort of have a one-stop shop, if you will, where they have a single conduit, but still be able to manage all of their uh, supplier portals created by their customers in, 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 in one interaction. Yeah, sure. That that's exactly the the um, the purpose of of, of the multi business cloud is you know all those portals obviously you know they have they enable people to log in and do manual entries you know like creating invoices and so on but uh, they also allow uh, suppliers to electronically submit invoices. Uh, yeah, and so the, the the portal, the actual portal, you know, like a logging in on the portal and doing everything manually is, is for, or should be just for the low volume suppliers or you know the one that are really uh, reluctant to use any kind of technology. But as soon as you have a substantial or kind of consistent volume, uh, you, you need to look at having a solution that will automate. And so most, I mean, all portals uh, actually they offer a way for suppliers to submit their invoices electronically. So mm -hmm. where a multi 
can help is if you're a supplier and you need to submit invoices to a variety of portals and systems and so on, obviously it's very complex for ERPs or you know, whatever billing system and you have to be able to speak all those various languages that are expected by your clients or their third party. Uh, right. And so the way it works with Zomato is you're, you only only have to extract your invoicing data in one format, like a one master invoice file and, you know, sending it to Zomato or letting Zomato go grab it. And mm -hmm. and from there, Zomato will do everything, you know, all the ever lifting, like validating that your uh, data is is consistent and compliant with your client's requirements, transforming the data from your ERP format or your billing system format into your client's format with all the variations and all the subtleties and all the requirements may have, and then submitting that invoice to your client. So, you know, it, it, the multi business cloud makes it very easy since, you know, it, it's just one master extract from your ERP and Moto will take it from there. And sometimes it's not even an extract from the ERP. Some more recent ERPs, they have APIs that a Moto can call and to extract invoicing data. So saying they extract all invoices that are in reduce and status. And you know, then you can extract the data, validate it, transform, submit. So all the complexity of dealing with the outside world and their various requirements and all their complexity, all that is, is done by, by us and thanks to our Amalto Business Cloud. Okay, and that's, and so that the Amalto Business Cloud, the e-business cloud, um, you know, it's, it's it, from, from what you're describing, it allows suppliers to streamline a lot of their operation through a primary conduit and to manage a lot of their interaction between their organization and their customers' organization through that conduit, through that e-business cloud. And you mentioned going through or leveraging their ERP system. So if they're using an Oracle or PeopleSoft, um, they should be able to um, create that connection via the Amalto e-business cloud. Is that the right way to, to think about that? Yes, so so often they have a, they use a variety of ERP systems. So the, the most popular we see are SAP, Oracle, GD Edwards, uh, Microsoft Dynamics, NetSuite, uh, APCore. So there are a lot number of them. Some of them, they have you know kind of pre-built export formats, uh, proprietary right. ones, like you know, if you did with an SAP system, they will, I mean, most of our SAP clients, they will extract invoicing data in IDOC format, which is the SAP proprietary format. Oracle clients, you know, will send us OAG XML files. Uh, but others like you know, NetSuite, NetSuite is more recent cloud-based um, ERP, and, and you can very easily make web service calls to NetSuite to retrieve data. So, you know, with our clients using NetSuite, um, it's not them extracting data and sending it to us, it's us on a scheduled basis, you know, making API calls to their NetSuite ERP system to extract invoicing data. And, and the same way, once we've processed and sent the invoices, making additional calls to their ERP system to just update the system and say, okay, we've processed that invoice, this invoice has been sent and acknowledged, this invoice has been, you know, uh, processed and it's been approved or disputed. So, you know, kind of updating the ERP system uh, 
whenever we, we have an update uh, on the invoice. So I guess long story short, you know, our solution can adapt to what our client's ERP system is able to do, either extracting data or receiving API calls and, and so on. But, you know, for our clients, it's just, there is just one connection between their system and, and, and our e-business cloud, or actually their e-business cloud, because it's private cloud uh, that we, we set up and we operate. So you know, there is this connection between their ERP system and the private e-business cloud we have set up and we operate for them. But then, you know, from, from there to submitting invoices to other trained partners using those various different formats, different protocols, all that is done by us. So all the heavy lifting, all the interactions, the testing, the validation, all that is done by, by us. So, you know, we're really helping them streamline and out automate the, their AR processes. But, right. you know, with a very limited input and, and, and workload on their end. Okay. And so, Emmanuel, you, you, you've mentioned a couple of the um, more well-known ERP solutions like a, uh, SAP or JD Edwards or NetSuite, and you know, obviously, when you've got the an API connection and you're uh, going through the connection process, um, what happens when you run across a, a, a customer, a supplier organization that may have a homegrown solution uh, in place rather than one of the more well-known or the more popular solutions? Because as you know, there's if you if you look at a hundred. Um, supplier organizations, you know, a certain percentage are going to have Oracle, a certain percentage are going to have SAP, and then a certain percentage are going to have something in place that maybe they built internally and they've had in place for the last you know, 10 years or so. How does, how, does, um, how does one address those suppliers and approach that solution that may be homegrown? Well, we have various ways, you know, either, and, and the, the most common way would be for those suppliers to extract invoicing data from their system. So usually, you know, if they've built it, they, they, they know it, and extracting invoices or extracting invoice data is, is, is pretty for them. That being said, in some cases, we've, we've, we've run into clients that, you know, didn't really have any, any expertise with, with extracting data. So in that case, we can also have, you know, directly query the underlying database for, from our system. So like you know, us making calls, queries or stock procedures directly on the on the database and extracting data this way. So right. I mean various ways as well, but you know we've never run into a a a client or a situation where we could not extract data. It's it's you know there is always a way when you have a system whether it's a uh, uh, you know, a, a famous or renowned ERP system, or it's, it was built, you know, internally or the real one. Uh, we always right. managed to to get the data and, and, and take it from there. Okay. Okay. Excellent. And so um, I think we have um, come to the end of our time for this episode. And Emmanuel, thanks again for joining us. And would you be available to return and join us again? Sure. I mean, thanks for hosting me, and uh, it's been a pleasure. Uh, I'll be glad to answer another set of questions uh, at the time. <laughs> well, yes. Next time, next time we'll be we'll make sure we put you on the spot again. And so, uh, Emmanuel, thanks again for for joining us, and thank you everyone for joining us for the Receivable Savvy Podcast. And we will see you next time. Take care.